that comes from not luxury but necessity if you're going out in new york you need to have armor on you need to smell good you know like you need to look good if you are any way different from the people that you're trying to appeal to you have to be better welcome back folks this is episode 17 it's about your paycheck and this is a very special episode for me. I get to have my oldest daughter on as a guest later on. She's going to talk about young, young, being young in the workforce, right? We got some questions for her. We're going to get some insight from how are young people viewing the workforce, really, right? Yeah. We, and before we get into that, man, what's up, Walt? How you doing, sir? I'm good, I'm about man. to go down thanks, a rabbit hole. Thanks for asking, man. No, I'm good, bro. I'm excited, man, because I know that Rihanna is a consumer of the show. She listens to, like, different... She does. Of it, and she's always, like, picking us up. So I'm excited yeah. to have her on, man. And I Dope. think I'm excited for her, man. Yeah, I'm good. How are you, man? I'm good, man. Yeah, me. I'm so excited as well. I think, you know, this. so this season, this... Well, this season, this time, so in our other show, it's about payroll. We're trying to get young folks excited about payroll. And one of our colleagues just really articulated it well. He's like, look, I don't think we need to force people into payroll, but we need to let them know it exists as an option. Yes. And I said, dang yes. on it. That's right. As we get, yeah, Max, we had him on as a guest on our other show. And it just, again, we like to tie the shows together. We like to keep the themes going and just the subjects going because it just makes so much sense. We sh have so much to share about these topics. And, oh, as you can see, the head right there behind Wall, it's about payroll. That's the other show. Oh, but this one is it's about your paycheck, right? The first step in your financial wellness journey and the only stop for employee information. We get excited about it. And then so it was like, We've been talking about having my daughter on for a long time now, and then it just made sense. Oh, boom, this is it. How do we get young people excited? She's excited about a new job she has. So maybe we pick her brain about that. What's making, what's the difference? What's been the game changer for her? But before we get into that, folks, we got a news update for you. We like to share some things and keep it in on brand for young people in the workplace, young adults in the workplace and how, what the things that they face and whatnot. <laughs> This episode is presented by Time Track Go, the simply better employee time clock software that is going to make your life easier. In addition to the unique graphical employee time card that helps you quickly identify and fix mistakes, Time Track Go is excited to announce it's now compatible with QuickBooks Desktop, providing effortless data transfer and reduced errors. Time Track Go will not only save you time and money each week, but the easy to understand user interface and the ability to turn an ordinary tablet into an employee time clock will get you and your team up and going in just minutes. Find out what a simply better solution can do for your business. To learn more and sign up for your 14 day free trial, go to www.timetrackgo.com. That's T-I-M-E-T-R-A-K-Go.com or call 888-321-9922. Let's go. And so the first one I have for y'all is the key to retaining young workers, mm. right? And they have, this is from Harvard Business Review. The link will be in the show notes. And they have some pointers on retaining young work folks, right? So the first one is create career jobs, right? 
I think that's a good point for anybody keeping talent, period, is they want to see, like, where is this taking me? Where am I going to be able to go in this with this job that I'm getting as an entry level person? Like, where else can I do with this? Another one is communicate opportunities for career progression in con- consistent with the first one. Another one, build positive relationships prior to hiring and folks slip on this a lot right because think about it you hire someone and then it could be a big disconnect from the time that you say hey you got the job you take it yay great wow but what if they need oh you know what if it's not the even in two weeks right if in in a two-week span a lot can happen to a person in two weeks and if you're not keeping in touch with them hey man what's up i'm so excited or person <laughs> hey person i'm so excited you joining the team blah, blah blah can't wait to meet so have some touch points every few days before they start because if you go it goes radio silent and it's whoa what what's going on yeah. what's another one so i like that one ensure a positive first day reception that is that's big right because you get there you're like oh man okay i'm nervous and, I, and, and then it's, if folks don't greet you properly and give you a warm welcoming and hey here's here show you around introduce people make you come where's the bathroom when do i go eat lunch where should i go eat lunch what do i do all these things are necessary like you're inviting somebody think about it it's your home right you work there eight hours a day or you do this job and with this company you're so long you want to give them some type of welcoming into that situation because the opposite is not cool right it's like oh just go sit down over there we'll get to you what Dang, that's thing, right? Yeah. Number five, assign new hires as a mentor. So assign a mentor. Give them not only do you give them a warm welcoming, but hey, you can go talk to Jane anytime. Here's Jane. Yeah, no, come talk that like a buddy system type of thing, and then yeah. be sure you pick the right mentors. But yes, that's a good one. I like that. Six, six is communicate and explain expectations clearly. That's just best practice. Period. But especially with young adults think about this if there's their first job they don't even know what to do you got to really walk them through and hold their hand hey this is what it is this that's the job seven create a culture where young workers can ask questions yes yes ask questions ask shoot we're in a culture right now where we encourage every age to ask five questions the five whys ask why five times it forces you to go deeper and deeper anyway that's a good one. I like that. Understand non-work lives. Very cool. Understand that your young workers typically live in different lives than more established workers. It's particularly true when you're emerging labor force of people of color, of immigrants. Some have children. Many commute in mass transit. Some are in school still. Their children are in school. So successful supervisors really understand that they must learn the reality of these young workers' non-work lives. Right, under you don't. Maybe they're a YouTuber, maybe they're an influencer. Oh my goodness! And that's that could be big, like, you know, what I love is when folks say, "Oh, that elevates the brand." If it's a good one, anyway. If they're not doing crazy stuff, but think you got to work those things. It's, it's new way. It's new things to think about with young folks and what they're into and what keeps them happy. Yeah. Right. Yep. Number nine: foster a climate of respect and dignity for everyone. Another best practice across any age group, and I think that's one of the reasons why our company now that we work for is so successful because we have a climate of respect and dignity for everyone. 
Yep. Number 10, the last one, create a racially equitable workplace. Yeah. Absolutely. Pay transparency is one of them. Like when we talked to David Tereski from HR Data Labs, and I believe we dropped a couple of clips here for you guys, folks, but not that's worth go checking. That's worth the crossover. Go check out that episode with David Tereski on our It's About Payroll. We talk about pay transparency and we talk about pay equity. And as David said, like we have to do better with the pay gaps for brown and black and white as opposed to white and also gender male female so we have to close those gaps we have to close like it's unacceptable at this point in the world it's always unacceptable but it's definitely now so yeah those are so 10 things to the key to retaining young workers and better onboarding by harvard business review nice thank you sir oh yeah no i was just these other little quick bits here are, are some challenges facing young adult workers and their employers are adhering to social norms, planning ahead, staying organized, developing short and long-term goals, self-regulation, self-awareness, and introspect. Those are some of the challenges that young workers face in the workplace. So you want to be mindful of that as well. If, If you're if you don't feel alone, right? If you're in the workplace and these are one of the things that you go through, don't feel alone. And now, and Walt has some news for us as well. Yeah, I'm coming from a little bit different angle. It's a it's an article sure. by managerworkforce.com, and it's talking about U.S. hiring trends for 2024 by sector. So there's a lot of more information on the article that you can go read. But I felt like these things are things that could impact the way that young workers approach a job that apply for a job and stuff like that so this is something to for them to consider if you're listening number one there's been a decrease in job postings there's been a notable decline in job postings around various sectors with the indeed job postings index dropping by 22.5 percent since december 2021 Sectors like software development have experienced significant declines, with job postings down by 51%. This decline is attributed to factors such as the decelerated economic growth and changing consumer demands, right? So some of these jobs are not posting all these job postings out there anymore for whatever reason. Wow. Number two, steady wage growth slowing down. So while the wage growth surged during the pandemic, it all it has begun to slow down and may soon return to pre-pandemic levels. The Indeed Wage Tractor indicates that wages increased by 4.2% in October compared to the previous year, down from a peak of 9.3% in January 2022. If this trend continues, wages could return to pre-pandemic growth rates by the middle of 2024. Wow. Number three, resilient labor market despite economic uncertainties. Despite concerns about a potential recession, tightening monetary policies and bank crises and geopolitical uncertainties, the labor market has remained resilient. Layoffs have remained low, but we're seeing now that more companies are coming out laying people off, especially in the tech industry. There's a bunch of yeah. different layoffs that yeah. are out there. And that Especially may impact, currently right now. Yep. Yeah, that may impact 
how a young person who might be trying to get into a field it may impact them it may scare them away damn i don't i don't want to go apply for this and they're laying off people now jeez you know yeah facts um, yep. they're number four there's shifts in hiring practices employers are reevaluating their staffing strategies in response to the economic pressures such as the decelerated growth and escalating interest rates this reassessment has led to a decline in job postings, particularly in sectors like technology, like we spoke. However, industries facing offering face-to-face services, such as restaurants, hotels, and healthcare facilities, continue to exhibit strong hiring activity. So those face-to-face businesses seem to be doing good. So for you young people out there, if you want some job security, or you want to be in a place that you know you can have to like want to look into the service industry the restaurants hotels and healthcare because they continue yep. to remain strong and then yeah. the last point that i have for you is the preparation for the future hiring market in anticipation of the higher hiring landscape in 2024 and beyond businesses are advised to strategize and secure their workforce needs partnering with workforce management firms like manager workforce could be crucial in navigating the complexities of future hiring market and maintaining a competitive edge. The high, this highlights the importance of proactive workforce planning and seeking yep. external support to address hiring challenges in uncertain times. We are living in uncertain yeah. times, right? So we have, that's why I think a lot of yeah. young people are moving towards being content creators. Are being yep. moving towards being their gig own workers, yep. their own, yep. doing their own because they're like, hey, yep. I'm not gonna trust it. I'm gonna find a way to make money for myself. I saw this once on TikTok. This guy was teaching a class, and it was his saying, right? I don't know how true it is, but it stuck right. out to me. But he said that by the year 2030, that almost 50 percent of the work mm-hmm. is going to be like solo entrepreneurs. Gig. Yeah, gig or entrepreneur, yes. Like, like yeah. half the workforce is going to be working for themselves? Man, that's crazy. 50 to 60%. Yeah, no, yeah, I know. Yep, We shared the clip, I remember. It's, yeah, it's changing, man. It's definitely changing. I thought about something in one of the items you mentioned there earlier, but now I forgot. But it's, there's a ton of layoffs right now. Yeah. And something that the posts out there are calling out is that, a lot of these folks, and we said it as before, they have to post it online, yes. right? They have to post this online before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there's some websites out there you can keep the tabs on, and you, your company might be part of a layoff that's being planned, and you don't know. So the more we know, just stay in, in the know. Monroe is sitting over there. over here. She's off the <laughs> She's in the back. <laughs> right, come on, come here. She could, yeah, she could. <laughs> no, we can't see her, though. No, that's the point. It's you not see her it. starlight. It's my time to shine, okay? But she's in the back. She's over there. Just okay. Just so you know that we have an audience. That's awesome. Oh, in-house. my gosh. In-house, yes. We oh, Always. You look beautiful, my love. Thank you. He All is right. talking to me. <laughs> you go over there. <laughs> Oh my God. We have two guests. Yeah, no, we... No, we do not. <laughs> Hi, Walt. Hey, Brianna, how are you? I'm good. Good, good. Good to see you. Glad to have you on. Thanks. Yeah, we were, we were, we've been looking forward to it. So now, 
So tell us, where are you with, before we get into our questions, like just give us where you are with the workforce. What, what's your experience? Where, meaning, what have you done in the past work-wise? And now what are you doing now? And give us like a little brief bio of your experience and this where you're so, at. This uh, is job interview. This is what I have to do. It is job interviewish. Yeah, no yeah. yeah, basically. So I entered, when was my, when did we start the Heartlets, Dad? Oh gosh, that was when you were nine. And it was my first job. It was my first work experience moment. I, yeah, I guess so. I'm putting so. that on my resume now. Like I'm using that. Do you really? Yeah. If I'm. Oh wow, that, that's pretty I, cool. Yeah, because it, it it's good for social media. Because the roles that I'm looking at right now revolve in social media. So having that like early experience really helps. Even if it's silly, but it's really not silly. Like it's silly to us. It's silly to it, me. But it's not silly to anyone else. Like, it's very impressive to Yeah, no, it is impressive now that I think about it. I was just going to say, is Monroe still next to you? No, she left. She The minute I took away the spotlight from her, she was like, oh, oh okay. I was going to tell, tell her to grab a heartlet something. I used to have, I can't believe I don't have anything near me. But oh, yeah, for those who are sleeping with one right now. I know. I was going to tell the bring show, let's show the folks what the heartless look like. It, so for those who don't know, when Brianna was nine, she's 20 now. I had, and it really started, the way it started was I was, I had, I was on a quest to do a t-shirt company or t-shirt kind of online. I had a few ideas and Brianna's very artistic and my, all my kids are artistic and I said to her, I was like, hey, I got this idea for something, no, some no, t-shirts. No. I want to tell, no, tell it. I oh, tell it. Oh, you tell it? All right, you tell it. Oh, she's back. Do you want to grab a heartlet? Grab the green one, especially. Grab the green one. Grab the rich one. Yeah, and the green one is really important now. Like, it, But yeah. um, I remember it. So he sat down, me and my mom, and at the time it was just me. And he was just like, I'm going to make this brand. And if you guys have ideas, let me know. He like pitched us, right? My mom, I think you did make a brand for mom or inspired by mom. Like it was like some kind of sexy, cool, smart. Moment. It was one t-shirt yeah, design. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, he did get one moment. But I was like, what? What do you mean? And then I like immediately like grabbed my laptop and started making little heart figures because I was obsessed with like, like little babies and little drawings. Like I was always aside designing something. I always wanted to make some kind of little stuffed animal. Like I always wanted to create something like, please. Like I had the bug too. I was like, yes, let's do it. Oh my God, immediately. Thank you, Monroe. Boom. Rich heart. Nice. Rich heart, look at the eyes. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yes, sir. And this has a little pocket because it was right in the time of iPad kids. iPads. When it started. Yep. So this was wow. going to be like for the iPad kids. But yeah, so I immediately started designing like a heartlet. And then at the time, I really liked some toy that was like similarly named. And I didn't realize like what yes. was happening or what he was like planning. But he like took that and was like, oh, word. Okay, so we're making a whole brand. And then he made me like go to flea markets and pass out pamphlets and I was selling and I was trying to on the spot do deals and I was trying to like all this stuff and like I genuinely started this little brand and was like one of the main spokespeople and then we have this video that I'm gonna make you dig up because I have to oh. up. Yeah, I'm yeah. gonna drop it in this okay. episode when we find it Great. because we found it recently. 
You got to help me find yes, it now. So no, anyway, we'll it. drop it. We'll clip it into this. I have to show my boss it just for fun to show like because I'm applying for a social media role. That you've been on camera for ever. I've been doing this, guys. Been <laughs> you've doing been this. doing this. This is going to be in there, too. What? This is going straight to my resume. All right. I'm yes. Immediately. I'm a spokesperson. I've been interviewed. It's raps. Uh, and I, I it was very intense because I did. He didn't prep us on what it would be like. I was the only one that bit and he was like, okay, we're going to flea markets. I got designers, we're doing this, we're doing that. And I was just like, okay. And then, yeah, I mean, it definitely started. It showed me like hustling, gave me a bit of a complex because I was so little and I was so shy and I was such a, like, I was a normal kid, but like my personality was not, like as all not meant for the extrovertness of selling at that age really wasn't prepared. I didn't know what was going to happen because I was nine drawing hearts. Like I didn't know. <laughs> so then I'm, you know, in front of a camera explaining each heart and pitching YouTube when YouTube was first coming out. Like it was not, wow. I was an influencer, but had no idea what was happening. I remember talking about it and passing later on and dad would be like, yeah, I know you just weren't a hustler. You just weren't a hustler yet. I was nine years old and I remember it because I was like, you know what, F that. Now I'm gonna have to be a hustler. Now I'm gonna have to have eight businesses and have multiple streams of income and now I have to get a high yield savings account. Great. Now I'm <laughs> now I'm on the podcast. I'm not a hustler. Let's yeah. get on it. So it definitely helped me. And now I, I'm not scared of those kind of rules now. So my job experience tends to be in customer service. But once you have kind of customer service, you can morph that into a lot of things. So right now, um, off at a that Harlot is my first one, right? And then from there, I went to a, another flea market, and I was like selling food, and I was making it, and I was hiring my friends, and I was the manager. You were older now, though, right? The older, kind of fast, older. yeah. <laughs> I was like, she's just going at nine. Yeah. I was like, yeah. <laughs> I was fast like, with that way. It's a heart. Yes. I took it to heart. I was like, really? Okay. My therapist will be hearing about this, but first I have to make a point. So I was 14 and I used to work on the weekends and I use that job too. I say that I've been a manager. I've said that I've been a recruiter right, because yeah. I have been, like I have. Yep. Um, I have been as like corporate and like me, like high collar older, but I still was at school making sure each of my friends had their checks from the guy that I was working from. Like I yep. DJed, it was real odds and ends. That was my first job. Then I did a series of food service gigs, which are yep. hell on earth, but it teaches you a lot of humanity. It teaches you how to talk to people. Yes. It teaches you how to sell. It's super important. I recommend everybody to get a service job at least once to understand how to talk to a waitress or a waiter. And that taught me how to flip a switch because I remember specifically Smoothie King. If we're not allowed to say names like that, you can bleep that out. But no, that's fine. I'll uh, Depending on what you say, but go ahead. <laughs> no, Smoothie King was like so much fun and it was really interesting because that kind of, it, it like I, generation, Gen Z has like a culture, a certain culture that we bring to the workplace. And it's very like the boss left. Now we get to kind of, and it's really cool because we tend to do our job really well, but we also love to give like a slayer so like walking to these like Smoothie King people coming in and it's nine o'clock at night. We don't understand why you're still getting a smoothie. I'm tired. The guy in the back is seeing colors. He is uh. not doing well. Like we're all doing something different <laughs> and we all have to make this work under Smoothie King guidelines. And that really taught us how, oh, I forgot what it's called, but it's like, 
chaotic compliance. 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 Chaotic, yeah, there we go. Chaotic compliance. I think that really sums up Gen Z. So, oh. yeah, like that <laughs> taught me how to talk to people in my line because we had competitive sales in these food service jobs. So that's how I'm able to get sales jobs now that are more corporate because I use every food service job that I've had that has had those spiffs like that. Who made the most sales? Who made the most add-ons? Who made the most smoothies? You get a hundred dollars every month, right? Or oh, really they had cool. that. At, they had that at Smoothie King. Yeah, they did. So I'll, oh, I didn't I'll, know that. I'll incorporate that in. So if I ever see a listing for a competitive sales job, right, right, I can yeah. apply to that because I'm yeah. like, oh, I, I was in one. So food service for a while, and then it kind of like, yeah, it teaches you how to just get through. You put an AirPod in, and you make it work. And then I really take my corporate job now as a blessing it's a call center i work at a call center um but i get to sit down is it okay yeah <laughs> i get to sit down it's so amazing and then i get to dress up it's so important it's sales too right it's sales. sales yes i'm yeah. in service to sales so yeah. i call people that come into a dealership and i make sure that everything went well but then i also give them the opportunity to you know get an offer from us for their car and we can buy them whole new car give them cash offer get them into a new car it's amazing it's so much fun but i'm in the hopes and dreams department so my yeah, job is I love to, it. to I make love you feel like hey man i know you're driving that new car that you just bought a year ago but do you want a newer car because i can make <laughs> yes. that for you and then everybody's oh my god yes i do and i'm like yep, you pretty do. much i know you do we're gonna get you on that so i think like awesome. a, lot, a lot of my jobs have been um I don't know, very customer service based, very sales, because those are the easiest, no experience jobs you could have. Yep. Um, yeah. Those start really quick, those pay, uh, not as like much as you would want, but if you put in more <laughs> hours, you get more. It's just, it's more straightforward than anything. It's only now that I'm getting into more corporate baddie moments, which I'm really happy about and I'm really excited about. And it's amazing. I was telling dad, I really like it. So yeah. So what changed, what was, I guess a shift for you going from the food service jobs to this now, as you say, corporate job, what made it so much better? What were the things that was like, oh gosh, this is better? That I get to wear like nice stuff to work, like <laughs> business casual, that that's encouraged, which is really nice because I'm coming from food service jobs that everybody has bleach on their shirts from wiping down these counters. Yeah, and just looking a mess. Ratty, smooth, like, ugh, it was awful. Everybody's don't wear good shoes to work. Like I'm getting dogged on because of my dirty Smoothie King <laughs> shoes that I'm just like, guys, I don't understand. Don't look at my shoes then. What? Don't be right. mad at me, my B. You know, and I think at the time, like you have to roll with what you have. So in that, I had to kind of just be like, whatever, man, we're gonna put on our AirPods and make do. But it, they encourage you to take pride in yourself because right. how you carry yourself is how well you are going to sell their product. Yes. They encourage a lot of wellness and a lot of the mama mentality and, you know, up, you got this, you can do this. Always value yourself. And that starts with them requiring a certain level of business casual. And that is like me because I'm just like, wow, you're actually taking yourself seriously. And I'm coming from these places where the whole point is to not take myself seriously in food service wow. i don't matter the customer matters yeah. it's what i've been taught over and over that i need to wear black and fade into the background and free food forever for you if you're mad but in this job is 
You need to put your tie on and you need to like make a name for yourself. You need to be infamous. You need to sell. You need to understand that you have the opportunity to create your path. Like it is all on you. So I think that is so nice, especially coming from like who my dad is, you know, like all of these things. I was just talking about him or to him. And I was saying like, we're from New York and his morning rituals and nightly rituals, they were very like, getting ready for the day, bracing yourself and yourself. And at the time, I was so young, I didn't know. It It was just normal to me to see my dad up at six in the morning, freaking reading a book in the corner or eating some oatmeal or telling me something about how I need to eat protein. And I'm just like, okay. (laughs) It was, that's uncommon. Like I didn't realize that was not a common thing all these dads were doing until now that I'm like, what do you mean you don't get up and iron your long johns and put baby powder on? What do you mean you're not taking? He has a whole morning routine self-care. Like he was the first influence for me to show a 12 step morning routine. And that comes from not luxury, but necessity. If you're going out in New York, you need to have armor on. You need to smell good, you know, like need to look good, you know, of a man of color or you know from you know borough if you are any way different from the people that you're trying to appeal to you have to be better like i don't have the same luxury as the white guy over there so i need to be better like i extra because that extra is what got me in here so i think like that being encouraged at my job was one thing that i was like oh my god that's so good because that's what i was raised with so i don't have to fight that part of me that wants to take pride in myself and in the work that i'm doing i can lean in and be corny and be like man i got this tie on you don't know how much this costs i gotta you know you're gonna buy this car like it completely changes how you interact with the world like it's so important of how you carry yourself and also you get to sit. So like I was in a lot of customer safe service like based jobs. They have rules Stand you the don't time. sit. Yep. Yep. You don't yeah. sit. And I'm like, okay, all right. Don't really think that's like a thing we should continue doing, but not my ministry. Okay. But I get to sit in a chair with like padding and my desk stands up. What? Like, do you understand? That's so cool to me. That is so cool to me. It's like the little things, you know, that make your daily life worth living. I really like, I I, I don't know. I value um, my daily life more enjoyable because that is what you spend the most time living. Like, you know, you can't plan ahead to your vacation or plan for the weekends and only come alive then because you're going to be miserable. And I can't live in misery. So I have to really understand like what make me happy right now and what happy is being able to sit at my job and make my little calls and you know little mute button and my little holes button are my best friends and that's <laughs> it's beautiful it's so amazing like uh, it's such luxury like you don't understand i remember getting up in the mornings for my early ass smoothie king shifts looking at all of my family members sleeping or even looking at dad he's over here sitting working from home i still think about him at home and i'm like i could be doing this at home man i could be doing this in a corner of my house and that's my next goal so there you go yes working from home when i get able to work from home oh my god you guys are gonna be sick of me okay i'm gonna be coming on these it would be time for you to move out at that point though oh yeah but i'm gonna still be on this podcast still be bothering you still find a way to bother you and wolf and uh, uh, so amazing it's gonna be so much fun but yeah no just that uh comfort okay yes that's what i'm hearing some comfort progress my motivator is 
comfort and also um stability my job has a stable start and end time you know at at smoothie king till 11 o'clock at night i get out at five set hours a day Mm -hmm. beautiful i end with the sunlight still out i still have a day like that's amazing so yeah no that that really caters the roles that i look for nice were you gonna say well yeah so i know i find it fascinating to hear your story brianna and how your dad has influenced you and I love the trajectory that you're on for, because from my point of view, it seems like you've learned at each level. You've done the, yeah. grunt, you've done the grunt work. You've done the, the grind, sales, yeah. the customer facing and the groundwork and stuff like that. And you've now you're in this position like where you're in a cor- more of a corporate setting. And it's like you're learning all the aspects of the business. And it's the trajectory I see is like an entrepreneurship, business owner. You're on your way and that's what you want to do. It's like yeah. that trajectory is there. And I also get a sense of empowerment because I hearing you talk about all this stuff. It's like your dad was the first one to empower you at nine to be Yeah, creative. I mean, yeah. it wasn't even like empowering, honestly, because yeah. it was pretty anxiety driven. Like it was like he didn't even give it a choice. He didn't sit down and was like, Mama, you got this. We're going to he did when I had a panic attack because I had to do this pitch for YouTube. But did he though, or did my uncle? I don't know. But your, yes, yeah, your uncle, uncle got you through did. that. No, it was Carlos. <laughs> oh. It was Carlos that was there. Oh yeah. Multiple men did sit with me. Okay. Yeah. They, yes. They Multiple uncles did sit with me and just <laughs> encourage you. Yeah. Yes. But yeah. Mm, but they were also kind of scared because I was a little girl crying, so they were just like, <laughs> "Let's just breathe. Let's just breathe." And I was just yes. like, "Okay." But yeah, my dad really didn't, um, wasn't like something that I walked into as a kid and was like, dad, I want to be an entrepreneur. That was not something that I was just taught how to do this. This was always just, this has been my dad's path. And he has, has, he hasn't been able to teach me anything other than who he is and what he wants to do. So that, and we're so similar. So like, it just sense for me, you know, never registered as the entrepreneurial path or oh my gosh i'm a business owner no it just was like oh, this is my dad's doing yeah i just do this on the weekends with my dad nice. or this is like it, it didn't even register as this serious thing until i got older and i just had these natural skills and then i was just like what do you mean you can't code switch what do you mean you don't know how to talk to somebody of power and what do you mean you don't know how to make a right excuse for what you did this weekend like you know it was taught it wasn't um presented as an option i didn't have a choice (laughs) it was more of like this is what we're doing yay and he's always made these brands like family like things like he's been proud of him and like what he's done like it's never been it's never been like a it happened so early that i didn't even realize it wasn't normal like i remember he had Latino's finest ice skits from brands. And yeah. I've given those jackets out. Like, I think one of my friends has it. And I think it's probably one of my biggest marketing moves because she loves that jacket. And if, you know, she's out there in the world and somebody's going to be like, yeah. what is that? And they're going to look at it and they're going to try to get one and they're not going to be able to. And they're going to find it's about payroll. You're welcome. <laughs> but yeah, I grew up with that. And I remember going to my Nana and being like, oh, I want a jacket. And her being like, okay, we have a box of them from when they made my cousin's model and my uncle's model for the brand. Yep. Wow. That was yep. like one of the first clothing brands. And then when he came to us, that was his second attempt at the clothing yeah. industry. And he's always made these brands family centered no one of them was called escobar works right is that still yeah it was one of the t-shirts yeah yeah i think that was like some name and i think like 
I, I was little for when that was happening. So it was very like a, uh, like that very family <laughs> dynasty vibe. I yes. was always raised with, oh, okay, one day this will be yours. And then I think a lot of pride with that like notion because I think I'm real extra like that. So like I'm a junior, so I don't let him forget that. And I'm like, hey, when <laughs> I'm next in line, man, I'm next in line. That will is going to be me. I'm the new CEO after that. Get ready. Walt, it's going to be me and you. It's going to be me and your kid, Walt. All right, it's all about payroll you. part two. Yes. We're going to make the next podcast. It's yes. reps. Like, I'm oh, the heir in So, like, yes. and, like, I laugh, but I'm so serious because I have no doubt and I've never, I think my dad's, like, funny. I think he's a dork, but I've never thought that he has been wrong and I've never believed that he is going to make money and put us on the map. My thoughts are always, like, okay, so what is our family little emblem gonna be what's my little my dad's rich ring gonna be i'm already planning out like my son's name is gonna be some spin on my name i'm already working in like lesser oh god for my siblings lesser benefits (laughs) yeah that will a third it's three ways brianna the third and a third i don't think so i think it's gonna be like i'm getting the companies and they're gonna have their own sectors but i'm also i think uh, it's taught so i just have a different way of going about it right so i have notes app of like my master plan and it makes it it, it aligns with like how my dad does stuff so i just known that i have to find my own niche but i always know what to do and like all my siblings and they're the same way monroe wants to do a animated series mm-hmm. help her with that because i'm gonna get those royalties when she makes it big because i believe in her artistic vision dante wants to do some kind of fruit critic moment i will be editing that and i will be making that look pretty or I'll gaming or influencer yeah she's definitely has the influencer vibes going whatever nice. it may be i'm gonna have my hand in it and i will be getting the money for it because <laughs> after that like i i'm just very like i want to organize it all so that our family just has generational wealth and yeah. ideas because they're not bad ideas and again this is not normal so it's I, like why would i like you know i realize that when i tell like my friends or i tell my girlfriend right i'll be like my dad's on his podcast oh, talking a wall and i'll post you guys i posted the episode that you did with tabitha brown mm-hmm. i was listening it to this morning you know i'll talk about you guys to my friends and my response is always like oh okay wow that's cool like no like man that's so corny ew they're all like wow wow it's a, it's almost like poor you to me because they're like oh your dad must be like a tyrant then and i'm like no we're just here i think it's so dorky but like everybody thinks it's like pr- it's pretty respectable so i lean into it and i'm like mm-hmm. i'm gonna be rich and it's all gonna be in my name one day yes. and you better you guys you better pray to god i'm feeling nice so I'm coming through those offices, I'm shaking it up. So anyways, yeah, I think like it was and it has never been anything different in my head. And um, the things that I deem normal are not normal. And I think now as a 20 year old that is trying to make their name in the workforce and trying to like be picky about what kind of jobs and roles and where I'm gonna go in life, I'm taking a lot more pride in the things that I didn't even think of you know, this is going on my resume, and I'm never shutting up about it. <laughs> I am now an influencer. Yes, I'm about to go clean up my social media and <laughs> get a tripod. Oh, wait, uh, 
on that note, we you've taken over the episode, so you definitely need your own podcast. You're doing a wonderful job, but we do have some pointed questions for you for a young person in the workplace. So if we can get to that, the first one is, how do you perceive the relationship between your pay and the value you bring to your company? I don't connect them at all because I think when I entered, I have TikTok. You know, I think sure. the Gen Z like people that are coming in, we have like social media as our newspaper. So what mm-hmm. we are being told is that we are not valuable to these companies because we're just so small and we're so young. Oh, wow. So wow. our pay does not reflect Very that and we don't Holy really crap. expect it to. Like my generation wow. is not entitled. We are being taught by millennials actually to be more entitled. We're just silly. We just want to have fun. We just want to like break up the monotony. We just want to like, you know, blate to the offices or, you know, our, our benefits are really like, I actually don't even look at uh, the benefits that come with the jobs. I, I look at like me doing day to day. Where am I going to be? It, am I close to where I'm going to work? You know, what am I, am I going to drive there, bike there, bus there? convince my girlfriend to take me like who like you know like i'm thinking more practically because pay isn't even a thing that i'm like i my generation's being raised in this kind of like culture where like being taught that like we're just not gonna make enough money we are just not gonna be able to afford anything we are just the economy is screwed so we're kind of going that knowing that so we're i'm not centering pay as like the end-all be-all i'm more so looking at growth opportunities because i'm like i know that i'm gonna have to be the like the grunt like you were talking about Walt I know that I'm gonna do that but I'm not gonna be mad about it I'm gonna try to make the most out of it and I'm gonna like budget and coupon and look at the bigger picture and where I could go next you know kind of when money that way you know like I currently want a promotion and then I'm gonna be (laughs) and then I'll be like she just got there by the way (laughs) oh yeah but I you have to start now I'm budgeting no doubt you know, yeah. shows, you know, I interviewed and that was one of the things that they said that they are looking to do. It's a newer company. It's about to take off something that I know I can easily do and I really want to do. Uh, I don't really value the base salary until I'm like comfortable in my job, like completely like comfortable and master my skills first. And then I'm going to look back at it and be like, OK, I'm making this. How much do I want to make? Like, you know, for me, okay. I, my answer is I don't. We don't. I don't Got think it. we do. I don't think we do. I think we are going and knowing that we're not going to make as much money as we're worth, but we're not being valued. Like it's real tricky right now. Like they're not really telling you. They're not. They're not hyping us up. They're not going to think we deserve a hype. Not going to connect it. So it's interesting. So then, do you believe comp should be reflected at your skills and experience contributions? Like the money should be reflected in those skill sets, and they should take. They sh- they should be paying you folk different like like how does so how do, how do you believe you know, like yeah do, um yeah i think that uh i honestly i don't know i think that that has to be something that we learn as a, as a generation i haven't really seen any of my peers really start bartering for more money yet I okay think, um, okay we don't really know how to approach that or at least i don't really know how to approach that i haven't heard okay years really start to negotiate their salaries at all i think we get very scared i also think i come from the generation of embellishing on our resumes 
But also, no, that's everybody does that. That's what you do on resumes. But yeah. if you got to be able to talk back it up, though. That's what I warn people of. If you're going to put it there, you have to be able to speak to it, too. You can't just throw, oh, I did a million dollar podcast. Oh, really? Which one is that? You got to really back it up. Right. Yeah. That's the one so I- this is. Yeah. <laughs> so what factors besides salary are important to you when considering a job? Is it like, like and I think you've mentioned some of the already, like benefits, work-life balance, yeah. career advancement. What is it that you're looking at? What did you look at when you got this job that was like, okay, what am I looking for here? I look at the title first to see like okay. all myself and what am I going to tell my friends and how can I make this sound more fancier than it needs to be? Um, so I guess, mm-hmm. Am I going to be proud of myself for this job? Is this something that I would be proud to do? Is this something that aligns with like my self-esteem and self-worth? Does this add value to like my personality? Is this going to grow in my personal life as well? Because I think, like, I think like it's getting harder since we're not making a lot more money and since work can have like such long hours and since we're so new to the workplace, we're all trying to like make the best out of it and like be the most proud of ourselves that we can be. So when we are coming home, missing half the day to whoever, we can be like, you know, I live a whatever, whatever. And that makes <laughs> you feel good. So I think like title okay. benefits. Yeah. So this job has a gym membership that um, nice. and I live right by a gym. So that was a nice. huge thing because I look at I honestly look at stuff that I'm going to have to pay regardless. Yep. If you include that. Oh, amazing. Because then I don't have the budget for it's it. It's a good one. You know, there like you I already in my 20 year old adult life, I'm already going to have to start centering in the gym. And, but oh, my God, you included in great. This is definitely the place I need to be. So, yeah, stuff like I, I think I look at the things that I already need for where I'm at in life. And if they offer it, then I'm like, OK, that's where I need to be. You know, if they offer, Dope. you know, refunds, they um, off, you know, because I don't budget for any sick days. Okay, like my job is not super strenuous. Again, I can sit down and I'm just making calls. So best believe I'm going in if I'm not contagious. So I'm not factoring in missing any time off. So having paid time off is beautiful. So like I'm looking at, I'm also looking at the fine print, right? I'm looking at when am I going to get these benefits? My uh, period is three months. The time that I need before I get considered for my first raise. So that's perfect nice. for me because it's like, I'm going to have to do this anyway. I make commission off of ba- like after three months. Um, nice. Looking at, you know, rules, I guess. It is like, really what am I walking into and how am I going to get these things that matter to me? You know, looking at jobs that will matter to my professional and personal life. You know, I want to go to a place where I'm not who I am and I, and I can't be who I am and I can't show like because then it's it's just so detrimental for your health you know live that much of your life like that you know of course we all code switch to a degree especially as a person of color and a queer person you code switch and that's not and i think like a lot of my generation a lot of my peers hate that and they don't understand that and they're really upset about code switching um and i have my dad and he has taught me to code switch for family members it has never like professionalism and injuries and walls and um not giving yourself away like that and kind of give yourself the best shot that's how code switching was taught to me and presented so i have no problem i can code switch amongst the best of them tim comes to my desk oh my god sir i had the best time ever at the library last night studying for this job role yes 
Yes, I read up on our company, actually. Yeah, oh, that's what I did all weekend. I'm not going to say anything that would incriminate me. So I think that is a huge thing for my peers of like, God, we have to start, you know, lying. And no, you just don't get yourself in trouble, man. Exactly. So I, I think a job has so much value to me when it's like genuinely that I want to be in a role that I want to be that I want to be like this job made me so proud of myself it is yeah. such a 20 year old job it is so 20 Dang. the people that I'm working with are 25 what can't tell me nothing right. like these 25 year old girls that are going to the gym before work I'm like what I have to do that now I have to get even earlier to get up even earlier guys like I'm literally going to Pilates on Wednesday <laughs> nice good for you come on and that's with a co-worker that's what good. i look at like what is good. this gonna bring good to me outside of work as well i think that's what it is it's is this job gonna be beneficial and aligned with my life professionally and unprofessionally nice we want to take the last three gotcha. yeah uh, <laughs> how do you think employers should address the issue of pay equity or pay equality and fairness in the workplace They should probably listen to whoever their HR team is. Um, and they should hire as much women and people of color as they can, um, because we are truly the most versatile people. I have mentor at my job. She is the best performer, right? And she is a woman of color, but her voice like is so professional. She's made it so that you can't tell her race which is gorgeous, but only like to the people that aren't of color, they can't tell, but the people that are can, which is beautiful, <laughs> so hire people of color, because you, you can hear it and now you feel more welcomed. And then hire as many women, because you know, women sound nicer and we'll just get the job done in the nicest way possible, because we can. Okay. Um, I, think, I think leaning in, I think that could probably be the best, like, play for jobs to be completely transparent i think you guys talk about radical transparency right yeah i think uh board with that professionally as much as they can would do them great especially with in my generation i think we do the best with that um showing it i you know be good i think there's a lot of misinformation honestly i feel like companies should kind of be honest if they're not able to uh pay equally they should explain that and be like, hey, we are right now, we want to, or our values are this, or explain what the gap is, explain why the gap is happening, explain what specific non-gender, non-color, non-orientation, non-whatever difference it may be. Tell me why Tim is getting paid more, but just be honest with it. Tim might have gotten a master's degree. Right. Make that why. You, you pulled know? it. Yep. Yeah. Like, that's let's exactly be, what I was like, gonna say. Yeah. Yeah. Highlight. There the, could be actual yeah. reasons yeah. that are justified, 100%. and so be transparent. Yeah. Because just like it. it's like it's easy for a boss to kind of advise their workers as oh, those interns, they're lazy. Oh, these kids, they don't know anything. Those kids can easily villainize their bosses. Mm -hmm. Everybody hates their job, and nobody wants to do it. Yeah. So I think, like, honest, even with the lowest member of your team. And just kind of like really being like, hey, you know, Dan, that, you know, you might think Tim is getting paid more. Tim has this and that of the third. For your degree, you have this and that of the third. This gotcha. is what I can yep. do for you. Gotcha. Done. Gotcha. 
gotcha. Like, be honest nice. with it. Because now you're, now I'm not working harder because I'm a woman or whatever. I'm working harder because I need that degree now. Yes. Gotcha. Tell me the steps of how I want to get there. Let's just be honest about why we're here. And I think the people that want to be paid fairly, give them the um, like plan layout of how to get there. I think just transparency would really help that because even with that now, like that question really got me because I'm like, I have no clue why we don't have equal pay because, you know, I go on TikTok and I see some gym bro saying how, you know, you know, logically can't be paid one more dollar. But then I see another girl over there that's the pick me is saying, yeah, we, we shouldn't get paid one more dollar. You know, and it, you have so many sources all at once saying we are being paid fairly uh, and then we aren't. And then you're like, oh, God, which one do I believe and yeah. what serves me? So I think right. cutting down the middleman of, you know, you be not being paid as much as Tim serves our company this way. Just be honest about it. And if you are a sustainable, good company, they'll probably be trying to make it happen anyway. You know, yeah. probably be trying to fix it anyway. I like, I like, so, I like yeah, just talk said. about it. Yeah. All right. So another question I have for you are, what are your thoughts on non-traditional forms of compensation, such as like remote work, um, flexible scheduling, and, or equity in the company? How do you feel about that? Equity in the company scares me because I've seen that a lot with tech companies. When I came out of tech school, a lot will be like, hey, we'll pay you $1 an hour but you will get 15% stock in our company. And it'll be like a new company, but it'll be like some guy with like a dream. And yeah. he, you know, where to God, like that 15% is really gonna get you going. Um, no, I don't have a lot of, I, I recently contacted a financial advisor and I really wanna learn more about investments and like stocks and stuff and how that Good really does make you money. Like if you get the opportunity to have a equity or a share or a stock, within a big brand like Google, Apple, all those things, of course take it because even if you don't understand it, can't hurt. Oh, might as well get a, I don't know, an accountant or a ta tax advisor at yes. some point and explain it to you. Um, think like if, you, if it looks credible, then sure. But if it looks like Joe Schmo is trying to like promise you that over he, he does make money, you will also make money, but not right now, maybe not that. Um, flexible scheduling and remote work. I think, uh, I don't know if that should be like, I think in our workplace right now and the like economy and all that and like where we're at, flexible and remote are like so sought after. So yeah, people are leveraging that as a way to be like, hey, I'm not gonna pay you as much as you would coming in, but you get to stay at home. I don't really love that because like doing your job, you're doing your job. Like you're, you're I'm too old to not do my job. Like, I'm fired. I'm not going to have a job. Like, I can't bullshit. So, like, I think, like, that kind of notion of, oh, I don't have to pay you as much because you get the luxury of being at home. What luxury? What luxury? Now I have to put my kid in daycare. What luxury? I can't, like, my dad, my dad can't watch my little sister running around off the walls. She has to go to camp. There's no, it's not like you're saving me time and energy. I'm still putting in time and energy. I'm just now in the corner of my room more than I would be before, you know? Like, I'm still doing the same level of performance. It doesn't matter where I'm at, you know? So it's like a beautiful luxury, but it's not a, a substitute for the money that you are owed and deserve. Like that shouldn't be a form of compensation. It shouldn't be like a thing. And flexible scheduling, yeah, no, also should not be a thing that is a substitute for compensation because 
a life is a life like you're like oh you know how many movies we have of the dad missing the recital because he's on a work call (laughs) oh my god that is so real yeah (laughs) and that comes with flexible scheduling and there should be no reason why work could be left at like can't be left at work like i you know in a relationship that i have to take seriously because like you know i'm in a relationship i need to leave my stressors where they are i need to leave my work over there i need to leave my whatever over there i i can't bring any of that home or into my interpersonal relationships because i will ruin them and if i get into a fight with my girlfriend over my job best believe i'm showing up the next day mad as hell okay so please understand like it does not bring any benefit to an employer to be like no you need to put in these hours i don't care rah rah like okay but i to the performance level like i think people really do perform to their best of their ability based on what they know will work for them so like my brain works a little bit differently i have really had to lean into working with myself and not against it and not what i should be doing so you move away from the punishments of myself of like i i should be able to read this whole book right now why am i not focusing now i'm not going to do the thing that i wanted to do tomorrow that's not adding anything to my lifespan and is not making me happy why would you do that at work too you know didn't get this done i'm gonna have to stay here late and i'm gonna have to miss the recital and oh my god now my son has to go to therapy what are you doing like that is not gonna make you work harder what makes you work harder is knowing i have this set amount of time here i can run my errand i can make the birthday party i can have a balanced life because now i'm gonna feel rested enough that when i go to this office i'm going in as a clear-headed individual that can actually do their job because you have made it possible that i can do my life and my job i make my coworkers laugh right because i'll be at work and we'll all be tired and then i'm on my like fifth cup of coffee right before we're about to clock out because i'm like i gotta go be a girlfriend now like you think my job ends i am always in performance mode like you think i'm just you know whatever no like we can't like everything you do needs to have some performance value you need to have care and like energy and time and that comes from self-care and that comes from flexible scheduling because there's no reason that you need to be at this office till eight o'clock at night that's not self-care you're not drinking water your wife is very upset Yep. Yeah. yeah, this is not good. Th- it's not good for the company. That's interesting because there's a stat out there that said that 55% of remote workers in a survey s- stated that they work more hours at home than in the office because yep. they feel pressured to, yep. yeah. to, to succeed. You know, I have this benefit. Yep. We, yeah, I'm one of them. Yeah. We, literally, we recently had a yeah. team meeting at my job and they FaceTime the girl that works from home. And she is our top performer in every department. Wow. And all of my coworkers were like, that's not fair. She works from home. So she's getting the most dining, the most appointment. She's getting the most sold every month because she knew the most. She's alone in her own privacy. Like, I think at my job for the first two weeks, the, the biggest thing that would trip me up is that I have my boss right next to me. And I would be terrified to be on these phones. And I'm like, oh, my God, this person of importance is right next to me. Like, I have, I'm, oh, my God. But, you know, I'm home. Who, no one's next to you. But first, you're going to be able to perform harder and more and fine with it. You're at home. Like, there's, can give you more work because where you're not even at work. Like, you're fine. But that shouldn't, like, we should be, like, honest with it, you know? Like, we should kind of break up because it ends up 
you know, take the human, the humanity out of work, then you're losing the humans. You're losing these people. You're losing workers. That the, there's a high turnover rate now. Our bosses are losing their humanity because they have to fire so many people all the time, and you know these people are trying to get one over on them, and you're disconnecting from each other and now there's like this huge gap and it's awful when we really just could be real and be like okay when do you need to end work at five end at five i think gen z is like really known for being that i'm ending at five yeah done like don't (laughs) talk to me after five five, i'm paid till five you better stop so i think that i think to answer it compensation is compensation and your benefits are your benefits and they should not excuse one another like you should just be valued as a human being with a whole full life and not just a number to a company and just be like lol you get to work from home you're fine no you're not your your life is in decay you're losing your mind (laughs) that's funny what we were just talking about that in the intro right how to make young people feel more comfortable is acknowledging their non-work lives and making sure it fits in and they're comfortable by so you just confirmed yep confirmed yep. yep Last question. Go ahead, Walt. So the last question. How do you envision your financial goals aligning with your career aspirations? And what role does your pay play in achieving those goals? They are not connected, again, for me. Um, always strive to have multiple streams of income because I have like very expensive taste and I don't plan <laughs> on compromising that. I just work harder. And I just have multiple things going. So I will constantly be telling my dad, hey, I'm selling something on Depop. What should I be doing? Or, hey, like, I got to go run this to the post office. Or I'm doing whatever. I'm selling random stuff from our garage as we speak. Like, (laughs) (laughs) it's wraps. I'm getting my Sephora cart. So, yeah, like, I think, like, I don't really connect them as a thing that shows, like, value to me. Like, put all my ducks in one basket. I very much so, like value what i want first and then i make my jobs work for me i'm i'm okay when am i getting off work my day job okay when am i starting my freelance okay when am i starting my babysitting okay when am i doing this and i am constantly trying to like combat it and you know i just harder because i I don't assume that one income is going to be able to cover everything especially because of how i like handle and treat money and like my life and stuff like what i want for myself it's not giving one income it's giving like multiple incomes and money that makes money for me that's why i want a financial advisor so that i can learn to invest i can learn to save i already have like a high savings account you know i'm already like trying to get on the right track um because i'm being like realistic with it and it's just never been anything that i've been taught differently so um, yeah i don't connect them so that it's on me to make my money and my own what i want happen i don't look at an employer as the answer to all my questions i don't look at a job as the answer to all my questions i look at myself and how much time i have and how much energy i have you know i'm i'll be bored if my friends are busy my girlfriend's busy i'm like all right am i gonna have some kid now am i gonna make 50 bucks for a couple hours like maybe here like gonna get some gas money for somebody like i don't know like you have to kind of i think i changed how i viewed work and I have to abandon myself when I get into these jobs and in these roles. I can always have myself with me and I don't have to like, you know, completely code switch out of who I am as a Gen Z, right? I can be a little silly wherever I am. So it doesn't 
make me not want to work i want to work harder and i want to work in multiple aspects and i want to always have enough money to do what i want to do never thought that one job is gonna be all i need i've always known that i need to have backups on every single thing and i need to have money for next month's bills as well because i never know so yeah that's something that we nope. say and i think this may tie into it but you are your brand, right? And that's not necessarily yeah, just a job. Absolutely. Like you're saying you you are the thing that's gonna make you money or make you successful in life. So I mm. love hearing that. I love hearing that. That's awesome. Thank yeah. You me too. Me too. Of course. Yes. And so before we close out the Brianna takeover, we play a little <laughs> game with our guests called This or That, and it's either or, neither or both, whatever. And I'll start. I'll do the first four, and we'll finish it out. You ready? Reading or scrolling social media? Reading. Breakfast, lunch, or dinner? Breakfast. Alone time or social gatherings? Social gatherings. Art or music? Art. All right, okay. All right, are you a morning person or a night owl? Definitely a morning person. Yeah, I plan that out more. (laughs) Nice. Yeah. Would you rather be the driver or the passenger? Passenger princess all the way. I'm sorry. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I can hear my girlfriend sigh right now. (laughs) All right. Would you rather ride on a boat or on a train? Train. Train. Okay. And last but not least, do you prefer sweet or savory? Sweet. Sweet. Nice. Okay. There you go. Amazing job, my love. It's a great job. I yes, thank you. Really proud of you. Yeah. I'm proud of you yes. guys. You guys are like the number oh. one payroll people in the world. I hope you we are. know. We actually we literally yeah. are. Thank you. You guys yeah. are. Yeah. And yep. I, I hope you know that I like tell people this. I don't know what your job titles actually are, but I swear <laughs> to God, I like tell both of you. I'm like, yeah, him and Walt. I don't know. Like it, they are the payroll people of the entire universe. I don't know, man. I'm, I'm gonna chase my LinkedIn to say payroll mobile. There, there we go. No doubt. No doubt. <laughs> That's a good one. Yes. You wanna say hi now? Oh, we don't see her that good. Okay, good. <laughs> we'll have to give. We'll have to get set up something for Ro and Dante on a separate. No. Maybe when they work, then when they work, it'll be. Yes. They'll be I qualified. Think I think they're fine. <laughs> I think it could just be for me. Yeah. I think it could just no be, doubt. you know, the junior. They were actually on once already, too. So oh, I know. There you go. Oh, I know. Oh. And I know you weren't home that day. But now I am, and now I have a whole episode, okay? That's this. it. No, yeah, this is the Brianna takeover. Like, we said three things this whole episode. <laughs> Say nothing. I loved it, though. I loved, loved yeah, it. Yeah, yes. It's, and it, not only because you're my daughter, but because you hit on all these topics that we were been talking about, young folk, and you gave us so much insight on, oh, wow, now we strategize toward young folks and know how to attract the young talent that we're looking for because payroll folks are aging out, right? And we need young people to get excited. And, I, and we had a colleague on last week on a different show that really helped us frame it. And he's like, look, we can't force Pete young folk into payroll, but we need them to know that payroll is an option. Yeah. It is a great career path. It is an absolute option. So thank you so much for helping us further our cause and to getting young people in. We love you so much. And thanks, everybody. Any closing remarks? Nope, I'm good. 
Brianna, thank you. You're amazing. Yeah, she killed it, no doubt. Yeah. This is one of my favorite, yeah, this is one of my favorite episodes. Thank you for being on. And uh, hopefully we can have you on no again. No doubt. Duh. But just me, though. But just me. <laughs> not all of them. Just you, just this you. is not. Got all. it. Understood. Yeah. Understood. Yes. All right. Thank you so much. You can Bye. drop off now, baby. All right. Thanks. Love you, Dad. Love you, Love too. you all. There it is. <laughs> As we near the end of this episode, we'd like to extend our heartfelt gratitude to you for listening. Before we sign off, here are a couple of quick things. Don't forget to follow It's About Payroll on LinkedIn and It's About Your Paycheck on Facebook and TikTok. We love engaging with our audience and you'll be able to receive exclusive updates and behind the scenes content. Thank you for being a part of our payroll community and thank you for being a part of this journey with us. Until next time, keep learning, keep growing and most importantly keep going she was great man <laughs> that was dope was yeah that was dope yeah so now as we All move right, into our safe, to our safe talk, talk. yep topic. our safe talk segment and what is the topic today do you think that our current education system is tailored to set up future generations for success in their careers or businesses really good one bro Oof. that's a good one Oof. yeah yeah i have a ongoing conversation with anybody who listens about education i like the education system i learned so the answer for me is no it's not set up to 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 set people young people up for success right i think these young folks now their brains fire at such an incredible rate Right. I see my son play his video games and I'm like, how do you even keep up with the amount of buttons you got to press and the thinking that you have to do it simultaneously and uh, what in the world? So there's no way these school systems and honestly, and he struggles in the school system now because there's just not built for them. It's so slow and monotonous. Yes. And I think because the education system was set, was built, hey, this is how everybody should learn. Instead of yeah, everybody yeah. learns different. Let's build everybody. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Some people have better attention exactly space right. and they can focus. Some people are visual learners. Yes. Other people are hands on. Yeah, that's how I think the education system should be working. Now, now don't yes. get me wrong. There should be some basic stuff, some base stuff that everybody has to do and everybody has to learn. But you have to understand for mm -hmm. to be successful, going back to the question for our future generations to be successful in their careers and their personal lives yep. and their businesses, I think that we should cater how we educate them. Give them opportunities to, to yeah. succeed in the things that they want to do. So if Dante wants to be yeah. a, a professional gamer or a professional this, that he can have yep. a successful, fulfilling life doing what he loves to do. And what he and what and where his capacity for learning is at, you know what I'm saying, and vice versa. Yep. Like other people, I think that's the struggle. Like you try to get everybody to to adhere to this one rule and this one way of doing things, and I think that can set them up for failure. So I agree with you. My answer is no. Yeah. I don't think the current education yeah. system is tailored to set up people for success. People have to go out. No. How many times have we heard? Of, have we seen somebody that dropped out of high school? wasn't a good student yep. but yep they learned something else in the business world or in the business sector in their career and next thing they're wildly successful not because of what they learned in high school or college but because of what they learned in the real world now don't get yep. me wrong i'm not trying to discount right. higher education higher learning 
it can help you. It can help you achieve certain things in certain industries and stuff like that. So please, those listening, I don't want to of discount course. that. But I'm a, oh, I'm a product of higher learning. Yeah, for sure. But I don't. But I don't think it's tailored for people. I think it's. Ta- I think no. it tailors them to be workers. Yep, that's what it was built for. That's right, worker bees, and the rest of it is what you make it. Right now, I think higher ed colleges. I think colleges, university level, they are making an adjustment. They are trying to cater to, to, to the new way of learning by creating these micro degrees and micro certifications of, of and that's what it's about. Cause these folks, you just heard, we just heard Brianna, right? They're not trying to do all that. Like they want little bits of information and geared specifically to what I want to do. I want to do this. I want to do it now. How do I learn how to do this now? You know what I mean? I think there's even like a, something I saw on social media or whatever that was like, instead of scrolling so much, scroll, do little, m- learn while you're scrolling. Like they're building the education built on how we yes. take information in. So I think higher ed after high school level, they are trying to re, re- redesign this, but the school system mm-hmm. is so heavily in bureaucracy and politics and nonsense that it's going to be a long way before our free school system, our public school system is re redesigns itself to help these kids now. Cause these kids are struggling, man. They, the smart ones are not getting what they need. And the ones who are having trouble, they all not, doesn't matter where they are on the spectrum. They're not getting the help they need. Like you said, it's not individualized. It's just broad stroke. It's up. Oh, you're going to be a worker bee. This is how you do to be a good worker. Think, think about that. How empowering would that be for future generations, for youth to feel like, hey, like, especially in high school, when they're telling you, hey, you got to figure this out. You're going to go to college. You're going to get out and work. You're going to go to the military. I got to imagine yep. there being a clear one runway, even if you have multiple interests to say, hey, you can learn all these different stuff and, it, and you can take the skill and go to college and learn this particular skill and be successful. Shoot, if you want to be a content creator, there should be some courses in yep. high school to teach you how to be a content yep. creator. That's how I feel. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. For you to be wildly successful. Because think about that. That is going to push innovation. You, these young generations, future, genera- future generations, then you're going to have some geniuses come around, along and they're going to change the game. Oh, my God. Yep. Like, like, I think AI is going to help with education eventually. I think they're going to intertwine that into yeah. the... Ooh. Yeah, and I think they're yeah. gonna do different things like that. So yeah, it's a good call out. We'll yeah, that's dope. Good stuff, man. We had a great recording, a few hours today, mm-hmm. folks. We hope you enjoyed it. We're trying to get young folk not only encouraged, not only about payroll. Now we're learning stuff about how they see the workforce. So it's a whole different conversation to be had. Yeah. Any parting remarks here, Walt? Awesome. Hey, we're awesome. coming up on 100 episodes for Yes, payroll. we got Yes, it's about payroll so Yes, good, absolutely like, Just keep rolling, keep growing And hopefully You can tell your friends and families about This show and the other show That's right, and that's right If you right. have any interest, if you think you want us to talk about Or you want to hear more of Let us know, reach out to us on Facebook, LinkedIn TikTok, yep. whatever Wherever you see us, yeah Check it out All right, folks, we love you. Thank you so much. See you next time. Peace. Peace.